1: There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there's also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen.
0: Alright, welcome to SLC Punks, the first episode of SLC Punk's the SLC Dunk podcast. Michael, it's good to to finally do this. This is something Woo! I've wanted to do for a long
1: time. This is this is this is amazing. I can you feel the magic in the air?
0: I uh I feel it. I'm getting tingly. Uh, I'm a a little tingly as well. Also a little nervous. I'm not very good with first times, don't ask my wife, but no, no, um, it's
1: okay. It's 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 this is all natural. We'll we'll just let it let it happen. We'll make sure it's a a nice experience for both of us.
0: Well, I uh I have to say, I'm very excited. I honestly, there's a lot going on right now and I kind of just want to get into it. Uh right now as we speak, so we're recording this Sunday night, uh kind of news is breaking today that uh Paul George has let hit let it known that he uh, is for sure going to L.A., or at least that's what he's told Indiana, that he's not re-signing with Indiana, that he'll eventually be with the Lakers. Um, and out. so now – go ahead.
1: He's out. He's gone. It's
0: over. He is, he is out of Indiana. Whether uh, he spends, spends a year at Indiana or gets traded from Indiana, is kind of up to the rest of the NBA right now. Uh, the first thing we're kind of hearing is uh, Cleveland – is is being contacted by India? What do you What do you think, Milo? Uh,
1: I I don't know why why Cleveland would be the first team that they'd want to reach reach out to because a I don't see how Kevin loves Kevin Love helps Indiana get get back to the playoffs get you know take the next step or start the rebuilding process that just gives them Kevin Love and Miles Turner and nobody else. And so I don't see how that helps Indiana in the short term. I don't see why Pritchard, who's over there, who was you know behind the rebuild of um, of Portland back at uh, back during the Brandon Roy Greg Oden uh, ordeal. Uh, I don't see why that helps them. If anything, there's you know they would need a third team, and I don't see how a third team would be incentivized other than to grab Kevin Love. And so, because that's, that's uh, Kevin Love's not going to be going back to Indiana. Indiana's going to be grabbing draft picks from both Cleveland and whoever that third team is. And I don't see an Eastern Conference team that's going to be like jumping at the wheel, being like, "Yeah, let's send, let's let's help Cleveland get Paul George in, in a Cavalier uniform."
0: Well, and I'm not I'm not a uh, Cavaliers uh, writer or anything, but I know that they like they traded a first for for Kyle Corver. I don't know if that's next year's first, I'm guessing. Is that this year's first round pick for Kyle Corver? I think
1: that might be might be I'm, that. I'm not a draftologist, but I just I, with all their moves that they've made with Minnesota um to to get uh Ke- Kevin Love there in the first place and now, you know, to get Kyle Corver and all these short term and they're capped out of their minds right now.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. So, for example, if they give them picks and somehow can give them some sort of salary to bring – I mean it's just going to be the, – the fit to me is what's interesting because you're right. I don't see Kevin Love going to the Pacers and I don't see Cleveland being able to bring him over with his salary as it is and fitting him in the two spot. I mean it's a – it's a dream come true if if Cleveland can magically just have Paul George, and I know the Twitter sphere thinks that somehow things like that can just happen, but it, it's just not really the way it always works. And I I just don't see how they can fit him in. And and some people might say, well, you can play the four, but Paul George doesn't want to play the four, and LeBron so. can't
1: play the four all season long, especially like he's getting older. Do you really want him to have to to play that position all season long of getting? getting beaten up down low and having to fight for rebounds and and then that still doesn't fix their main problem where they just got eaten alive on defense and does that really help them might help them perimeter wise but then that leaves Tristan Thompson and whatever guy you can get from the D league or from on a minimum contract and maybe you get some veteran who's ring chasing to go over there but I still don't see how that that helps Cleveland get to where they need to be
0: well i mean and, uh, over maybe a, and beat the warriors i mean it's just and the thing that i'm think all i can get gather from this is this is one of those situations that utah could really take advantage of even if it means taking advantage of cleveland somehow like if if utah can send a low salary rim protector like a jeff withy or something to cleveland that might be interesting to them if somehow Utah can get in a three-way trade but i think what I, what excites me about this is i the jazz have a a few assets that could fit perfectly with what indiana might want to do whether it's and so that's the kind of the question what do you think is worth giving to indiana to get paul george for a year
1: i so I, I, so I've been thinking about this because I got the – so I'm um, at Father's Day festivities with my family and then you're like, what's going – do you have any news? And I was like, what about? And so I immediately hit Twitter and saw like Paul George news was going nuts. So the the thing that I, – if I was a jazz fan and it's like, man, what – or the jazz front office and saying, OK, is it worth it for us? We know that he's gone after one year. So this is our window. So A, you would have to evaluate from a Utah jazz perspective. Is it? It is if we if we made a big time deal like this, would there be a banner in the rafters after we did this? because that that's because you're giving up a, a you know you're sacrificing four to five years of playoff basketball for one championship and so so is that a possibility? I think I would say uh, a lineup of um of Paul George, Gordon, Hayward. Uh, Rudy Gobert, yeah, I say that that is a devastatingly good defensive lineup. Um, who do you give up? So, uh, well, you're giving up basically the twenty-four and the thirty this year. You're you're giving up the golden. Uh, you're giving up the um, oh geez, what what is the the Oklahoma City pick? You, you're giving up then the two thousand and nineteen first rounder for it and then probably rodney hood and and Derek favors
0: so that would be how many first picks is that uh i mean we got like four first round picks in the next two years right mm-hmm. so
1: so that that would be about that would be about three three no four you'd be giving up four draft picks four four first rounders so four first rounders and then you are giving up favors, and so you're giving up depth, and you're giving up Rodney Hood, who also you're giving up wing depth. So basically your, your wings are going to be uh, Alec Burks, Dante Exum, Paul George, Gordon Hayward, and Joe Ingles.
0: Well, and just to be sure, isn't it isn't – it, and maybe it's different now, but can't the Jazz only give two first-round picks anyway? Isn't that a rule that you can only trade – you can and maybe I'm-
1: in consecutive years. So say, so they could give up. So they could give up Oklahoma City's pick next year because it's not their own. They just can't give two of their own in two consecutive years. So they trade uh-huh. this year's. They're they're okay. So, but but at the, at the same time, I'm I'm looking at this and and if. If I'm Dennis Lindsay, I'm going for it because small markets, you have a small window anyway to compete with the big boys. So, and it sounds like Indiana's like we don't care who, who you know, where the best offer is coming from, and we don't really care if Paul George is going to a championship team or not. <laughs> They're just like we got a rental. I mean basically this is like the RV rental where they're like Are you going across the country yeah okay well you know just just don't do anything illegal in it and 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 you know make sure we get our money so I I that's what the rental market is for Paul George and so,
0: Well I the thing is is I think you're also not just thinking about a 1 year rental you're also kind of looking at
1: can we convince him
0: Well can you convince him but also does that lock in Hayward long term does he say Oh my goodness! This team really can bring in. So last year they bring in Joe Johnson. This year they bring in Paul George. Uh, if the Jazz go crazy and let's say KD has a foot issue again, and we get into the finals, I mean that's a team that can win, that that's not that's a legitimate chance to win a title. I know uh, I know Quinn Snyder is going to want to play Shelvin Mack for probably thirty two minutes a game in the playoffs, but even with Shelvin Mack, I think they can win that that series i'm sorry i had to to (laughs) so
1: you're the worst so i i think with with the way i think what's exciting if you're a jazz fan you're like hey can we get can we sneak our way into maybe a deal with this so the hard thing is um well i think boston's after jimmy butler just for the security they could they think they can have jimmy butler for long term versus like Paul George is like, I'm I'm going to be there one year, then I'm on to LA. That's just how it's gonna roll. Um so I think the Jazz would be okay with it because it's a small market team, they wouldn't they won't be able to have somebody like this in either way. I think the other thing to to keep an keep an eye out is um, they actually have trade connections just in the last year with Indiana, which is very important. It's true when in the front office, what a who you're familiar with, who you're comfortable making deals with, and and that you can and then that you can call upon that same relationship again and be like, hey, hey, we made a deal last time. I think it worked out for all parties. Let's you know how. Let's see what we can we can do for you. And uh, I, I think this is you know for for Utah I think they can go back to Indiana now and say hey let's do another do another small market team a favor we're going to take care of you you take care of us and we can and I think Utah can have better assets heading that way because if they say hey we're going to send you a 2019 first round unprotected say maybe that's what it is or or maybe protected 1 through 5 Indiana might look at that and be like well Gordon Hayward might not be there after next season, especially if he signs a one plus one. It's true, and so there's some risk there. Say, you know, one Rudy Gobert injury, and they're out of the playoffs, and that's a that's a lottery pick, that you know, an extra lottery pick. So that might be tantalizing to them, and they have that prior uh, prior thing. And that's the other thing that Dennis Lindsey has to think about. Dennis Lindsey has to look at that and be like, if we make this deal, and we lose Gordon Hayward you know where there's not a lot of room for error for us to not make the playoffs so
0: well and maybe one thing that that almost i mean honestly if you're able to bring in Paul George if let's say you can make it so that you give them two first round picks and you can give them Rodney Hood and they maybe that's the best they can do cuz no one's going to want to give there's not a lot of teams that want to sell the farm for a one year Paul George rental but what that pretty much locks in is Gordon Hayward's going to do the 1 plus 1 that he says, well, I am for sure going to stick around for this at least one more year. And and so another thing happened a few days ago, and I think it kind of made a, a few jazz fans nervous. It actually made me excited. So we see Rudy Gobert. Uh, I can't, I don't know if it was in L.A. It was on TMC, but he's going into these clubs uh, with with Steph Curry. With Steph Curry and, and Draymond Green. I don't know why you should he's make partying. anybody nervous. And so Well, and so everyone gets sick. But the thing is, is when I look at that, I think that's exciting because what that tells you is, hey, guess what? Rudy Gobert lives in Salt Lake City, but right now he's in L.A. partying with Steph Curry. That right there is something that maybe Paul George notices if he comes here and says, hey, I play basketball in Utah, but I live in L.A. And there's almost like a sense there to me that, you know what, you know, Gordon Hayward has his house in San Diego. He lives in San Diego in the summer. He plays his basketball in Utah. They spend half the season on the road anyway, mm-hmm. and and the Jazz are very fine letting Paul George know, hey, live where you want in the off season, do what you want in the off season, uh, come here when we start the season and we'll win championships, and then you go to L.A. when you want because you spend half the season on the road anyway.
1: Yeah, have your cake and eat it too. Be with a very competitive team and 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 you know, chill in L.A. when you have the chance. Like, it, you're. You're a multimillionaire. That that's it's not impeding you, you know, to, of where you where you want to live. I Carlos Boozer when he when he played in Utah, had his home in Miami, and guess what? He never ended up going to my, you know to Miami. It, exactly. It, and so it, it, all and I remember you know Utah Jazz. Oh, he's going to go to Miami. He, go, he never went. <clears throat> he went to Chicago, which is actually colder than Salt Lake City. So. <laughs> yeah so I, I think the other thing too is I think the biggest thing that Utah can offer Paul George and Gordon Hayward um, especially Gordon Hayward is if they bring Paul George over here when you have multiple um, all-stars playing together you saw it with um, you saw it with Golden State you get all NBA like you get more people paying attention to you and both Paul George and Gordon Hayward missed out on that they both were on uh, missed out on the cusp and so, right there, if if Paul George goes over to and plays with Utah, that's that's a lot of attention on Paul George. That's a lot of attention on Gordon Hayward, and that's a lot of attention now because Rudy is a second team All NBA guy. I right, and you know just barely missing the cusp, He was a sixth sixth highest vote getter. Uh, he they're going to there. That's going to give them attention, especially for for Gordon Hayward. If I'm looking for that Supermax, man, I'm. I I, w- I would want uh, I would def I would definitely be champion Paul George over here and be like, hey, we can play together. We we got great things. You need to talk to your agent, politic your way over here, and then that might be uh, you know something that gets George Hill to be like, man, um, maybe I don't need that max money. Maybe I just want to be
0: well, and that's that's the other thing is Paul George and George Hill are best friends. Yeah,
1: yes. they're best friends.
0: They they are good, but like George Hill can let Paul George uh, kind of know what it is over here. I I mean I get the feeling that George Hill has had a good experience with Utah. I don't think mm-hmm. he's had a bad experience. No, I
1: think I think uh, I, I mean he's beloved. He's beloved. If you, and for how many games he missed, think about it. Andre Karolinko missed less games in in a season. Uh, didn't didn't even approach what, what George Hill did and he was like hated because he had that max contract making that money. George Hill made more money than Andre Karolinko did on his Max and He played less games. So
0: <laughs> So he and was I,
1: beloved. He was taken care of.
0: So I I think there's just a lot of avenues here that the jazz can can use to figure something out. We might get some sort of crazy there's a lot of things that point to Paul George fitting with Utah for one year. Yeah. If the jazz can somehow figure that out. And honestly, two first round picks in the late, in the late first round are probably worth having a potentially top 10 player on your team that would have, that's on a team that honestly should have won 55 to 60 games last year without injuries. You add on a player that, uh, is going to instantly improve the defense, going to be a knockdown stand-up up uh, spot-up three-point shooter it's just it's a it's a match made in heaven when you consider kind of and and we can talk about it a little bit with uh but just rodney hood's struggles to stay healthy and his struggles with his shooting you are replacing that with george hill who is honestly a stud uh would fit in just perfectly and i honestly feel like paul george and 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 uh gordon hayward's games fit really well together where paul george is kind of a better spot-up shooter uh it kind of complements Gordon, who's much a much better passer, facilitator, Playmaker. and driver. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It just it just fits really nicely, and that's another thing. And maybe we can uh, kind of transition to this and talk about Gordon Hayward a little bit. Um, this uh, some some of the things we're hearing right now, obviously, well, not right now. We've been hearing it for the last two years. Boston Celtics fans let us know on a daily basis, and let Robin Hayward know on her Instagram with Clovers. It's not it's not funny, Celtics fans. It's annoying. (laughs) I don't like you and I don't like it. But anyways, like one of the things that I hope the Jazz – well, let's see. I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think about uh, the trade with Jimmy Butler? Uh, Is this going to be something that can kind of entice Gordon Hayward to come over to the Celtics? Uh, Because personally, I feel like the Celtics – if if the trade as it is right now, so getting the number three pick for the number one pick, and kind of all the other picks uh, aside, doesn't seem to help their cut case to get Gordon Hayward, to uh, me at all.
1: No, no, I and I don't. And here's here's the thing. Um, so I I disagree with Tony Jones where where uh he he wrote a story for the Salt Lake Tribune that said uh, this trade has nothing to do with with Gordon Hayward. The fact that you have to write a po a write an article saying it has nothing to do with Gordon Hayward means it it exactly has something to do with Gordon Hayward because if it had nothing to do with Gordon Hayward it wouldn't be brought up so so uh, that's 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 I agree. that's the first thing so the second thing it does because a there they everyone knows that they have the cap space they they've been angling towards this summer this is kind of like everything's kind of coalescing um, we could get into why why Danny Ainge might be dealing too you know too much and might have overplayed his hand, so to speak, with trading the number one pick. But I think for us to stay on target with Hayward, say say the Celtics go after Butler, uh, there you know that puts them at about eighty eight million in uh, in salary with the new salary cap being one hundred one million. That gives them thirteen million dollars to play with. Uh, that's not enough for a max, obviously. So they would have to shed salary. So they would have to shed salary with um, with a Jimmy Butler trade and they would have to – or they would have to shed salary if, if they were going to go after Gordon Hayward in the free agent market. Uh, spoiler alert. The Chicago Bulls aren't going to want to pay a lot of money to be terrible. So. <laughs> yeah. So so they're not going to be very willing if Boston's like hey we need to make a move and 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 shed some more salary that you guys need to take on. And I don't think Boston's very keen on uh, one thing that is very clear Danny Ainge Danny Ainge doesn't like giving up a lot of future assets. So he's going to protect as much, as much as possible. So I don't see him paying a premium to rent cap space in 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 Chicago. So with that being said, if you go to Utah, that that gives Utah all the leverage. Say Gordon Hayward's like, "I'm out. I want to play in play in Boston, but you need to work out a sign and trade." Well, guess what? Uh, then that that goes to Dennis Lindsay to be like, "Okay, well, I see that you need you know you need a good twelve million to shed. We'll you know we'll we'll take it on, but uh, guess what? We demand a lot. So that's a lot of that's uh, and so." If Danny Ainge is making well, a trade, and, with, and what
0: what would uh, what what do you think the Jazz would be demanding?
1: It depends on what what's left over with Jimmy Butler, uh, because uh, I I mean, Danny Ainge literally won the lottery, and you can't blow it all in two days, and so <laughs> and, and so he's got to have something left because whatever's left over for the Butler trade, he has to be keeping in the back of his mind if we can't find partners to shed the salary our partner would be utah that holds all the cards what are we going to what are we going to hold what 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 do we have left to give and they have to think about that what do we what do we have left to give until until there's nothing left and 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 something that Utah wants because if you gave away jo- Josh Jackson, whoever the number three pick was, and you gave away the Brooklyn 2018 pick and you gave away all these other conditional picks and all you have left are your own, that's not going to be enough to push Utah across the board to be like, yeah, sure. We'd love to give up our star. And, yeah. and then at that point, Utah is the one being like, look, we can give you a max. We'll do a one plus one. And so – and, and and I don't see Hayward at that point being at that you know conject on at that point being like hey I'm going to Miami now like mm-hmm. I, I I do think the only two reasonable spots that Gordon would want to be is Boston or Utah Miami is nice for its beaches but I don't see them being a contender anytime soon.
0: Well, and just I guess just and you know we don't know all the things that are going on but just from. Uh, bird's eye view, it just feels like Danny Ainge is is really I don't know if panicking is the word, but he is really going for it. If Chicago, if, chi- if Chicago does not give them Butler, which I, it seems like Danny Ainge has been going for Jimmy Butler for years now and hasn't been able to get done, and I don't know what's going to change now uh, during the draft, but maybe they're somehow able to get him. But uh, it just seems like Ainge is panicking and and that the Jazz. Are in a stronger position than ever at this point. It really comes down to, yeah, what does Hayward want to do? What do you think? Do you think Hayward stays? Do you think he go- wants to I, go? I would,
1: I would say I would I would bet a lot of money on Hayward staying, just because I don't see why you'd want to leave uh, somebody like Rudy that makes your life a lot easier on the defensive end, so you can you can put a lot of work in on the offensive end, and the offensive end is what gets you into All Star games. Like oh. And, Absolutely. And, and so, so less time that you have to spend busting your tail, on defending a guy because you know you got the best rim protector in the league. Man, I don't, I don't know why I would leave that, especially when a lot of, a lot of, a lot of his salary is going to be, a lot of his bonuses are going to be predicated on making an All Star, making the All NBA, and that's going to, and let's be frank, a lot of people aren't as new, aren't nuanced about those lines. They're looking at, okay, a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, a lot of assists. Okay, cool.
0: Oh, yeah. I so, mean, just some of the things that the Jazz can offer him, and it's not just, you know, the fact that he's been here and he's comfortable, but team-wise, the Celtics are not better than the Jazz. Rudy is easily, arguably the best player of all of all, both teams anyway, and he gets to play with a, a second All-NBA team center, who, by the way, is like 24 years old. He's going to be He's not even his prime yet. I mean, the fact that Rudy Gobert is not in his prime should frighten people. Well, absolutely it, frightening. What cracks me up is people are like, "Oh well, Celtics,
1: man, they were the number one seed in the East. The Jazz would have been the number two seed in the East, tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they were injured all year
0: long. Like that's we like that's we what, were winning a game against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs with Shelvin Mack starting a point guard. That's yeah. like ah." Uh, yeah,
1: so, so I mean, if if I and 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 this gets gets down to it, if I'm if I'm Dennis Lindsey, I'm just saying, look, man, do you really want to play with a five foot eight point guard who is is getting older, and I
0: mean, coming s- off coming off hip surgery, coming
1: off hip surgery, and uh, no no rim protector, and you're going to be shouldering, you think you shoulder a load here. Oh, can you imagine what you're going, what you're going to have to do in, in, in Boston? Add in add in the larger market. You're not going to be able to like if you have a bad game. You're able to get by with you know answering a few questions. From your hardest questions, going to come maybe from Andy Larson and of, of, of KSL. Shout, <laughs> the, shout out to sh- shout out to gonna Andy. It's going to
0: be a real kerfuffle.
1: It's going to be a real <laughs> kerfuffle, Andy. Shout out to you. You made me so proud. Whipping out but, your word of the day calendar, and at that moment, that ta- that takes some balls, man. So <laughs> shot his shot. Yeah, you That's took. Yeah,
0: you, yeah, you took your shot, man. Can <laughs> I also say one other thing too? And this is something that doesn't get talked about enough. But so let's say Gordon Hayward does end up in Boston. How many years is it until he becomes the next trade talk every offseason? if things don't go well? Because let's say 5'8", uh, um, Isaiah Thomas, his hip. Uh, I mean, when you're five eight, I'm five eight myself, and I can tell you right now, I don't have any athleticism. <laughs> if 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 Isaiah Thomas loses even a little bit of that athleticism with his size, it's gonna he's you, it's like, not gonna be good. You know, and 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 Al Horford as well. Al Horford is not 24 years old like Rudy Gobert. It's it's just not a situation that's going to be better. And so if it doesn't go well, Gordon Hayward becomes their best asset. And how long until uh, Danny Ainge, the the king of leaking information to agents and things, puts him on the trade market. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big deal for a guy with uh with a wife who loves it here in Utah, who I'm sure would love to stay here, uh, who has two kids that will be raised in a place where you can have a nice lawn, you can have a big house that doesn't cost you an hour, you know, the uh, an hour and a half commute to your practice facility. I uh, and 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 and, and you th- can blend in, and you can blend in. You're not going to be followed by TMZ
1: and everything else nonstop in Utah. You're, you're, oh yeah, you get to you get to just. I mean, you you're don't cha- ha- have to be. You're,
0: you're changing from Jody Ginnissey and Andy Larson to Boston Media too, yeah. and and like we know that Gordon Hayward is not. Um, he's not the biggest fan of talking to the media. He's not a jerk or anything, but you don't get the feeling that it's his favorite thing to talk to reporters. And it's just going to get amplified to the max. You're going to have Bill Simmons talking about you. Uh, I, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> different yeah, yeah. It's so
1: a, 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 a huge, huge. And if things like, for for example, if if things go wrong in Utah, you might get a blip on ESPN.com, and then you have like the, the little blogs like us who are saying something <laughs> something about it. Uh, but you still you still have. Uh, you know, maybe the Deseret News and somebody else still putting up, you know, defending you and and going to bat for you, and you know, you have a front office here in Utah that is is very very player friendly, very coach friendly, and they'll stand up for their guys when things go wrong, and they'll oh, take and they'll sure. take and they'll take the blame. I mean, look at Phil Jackson. In New York who's throwing everybody under the bus versus you have Dennis Lindsay in Utah last year when they did not hit expectations even though they were injured the entire year. It wasn't even their fault. And, but they but you still have Dennis Lindsay stepping up there and being like, hey, this was on me. This was on uh, – we we should have made better deals. This Here's what went wrong. Here's what we would have done and being very honest about it. So you have – you it, it's going to be a much different way. And absolutely. And so if I'm if I'm Gordon Hayward, at least I'm signing a one plus one just so I can get my my supermax. And if if and if I really like it in Utah, you know, that, then that next year I'm signing signing that big time deal to stay in Utah. So
0: I, absolutely. I, and you know that they're going to treat him well. You know, it's going to end well. He's going to have but a dealership. He's
1: going mean, to have a dealership. He'll have a, Maybe two. He might have two dealerships. He might have like a Ford dealership, might have a Honda, He definitely might, a Honda he, because his first car was a, Hon, a Honda Accord.
0: He'll know where he retires too. I mean, look at Paul Pierce. He's a Celtic legend, Kevin Garnett, Celtic legend, and they're traded. They didn't mm-hmm. retire there.
1: Oh yeah. And Danny Ainge, and, 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 and that's just the way Danny Ainge is. Danny Ainge gets, uh, basically uses you until you don't have any more worth. And, and that's, I mean, that's a smart GM thing to do. But I mean, that's hard on a player. If you're Gordon Hayward, you know that you know if if uh, you've played out your days, the the Utah Jazz have a history of allowing players to write out their contract and choose where they want to go. Look at Carl Absolutely. Malone. Look at Paul Millsap. Look at look at um, Al Jefferson. And I think Darren Williams probably would have could have had the chance had the whole Jerry Sloan thing not blown up. And so,
0: it, it <sighs> totally agree. It's it's going to end well for Gordon if he stays. That's the thing. I I mean, me personally, I have three kids. You have uh, you have a kid, a new baby, right? Yeah, right, right. And you get used to like your kids going to the the same schools. Your wife uh, gets kind of into their routines. They enjoy the area. It's such a Salt Lake is underrated. Salt Lake is going to forever be underrated, and the fact that. Gordon can hop on a plane at Salt Lake International and head over to San Diego and be there in an hour and a half. Uh, is great if you're and, in Boston. I don't know if you're going to San Diego all the time.
1: And let's let's not forget, it is easy to get in and out of Salt Lake International. Like this is I, this is underrated. You you are you are through security in like fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. The only place I've been through like that fast was like Indianapolis. That's another pitch to Paul George. Paul George. You can get through security in fifteen minutes at Salt Lake International.
0: You're welcome. Absolutely, Vegas is forty five minutes away. Yeah. So, so, so uh, th- this leads me into so with
1: with you know keeping you know Gordon Hayward here you know trying to keep Gordon Hayward in Utah you have uh, you know possibly bring Paul George here. There is that elephant in the room that's been there since Darren Williams left. And that's that point guard position. And so, you know, the Utah Jazz have been rumored to be going after Milos Teodosic. Um, they've been rumored, um, you know, right, you know, to be able to sign an extension with George Hill. And for some reason, that just did not not uh, come to be. And, and then you have uh, Dante Exum, who was in and out of the lineup, who was... You know, supposed to be the point guard of future, drafted number five, who's, you know, what, got serious run his rookie year, got injured, and then s- could not seem to stay in the lineup steadily for, you know, one reason or another under under Quinn Snyder. He had, you know, he'd have his stretches, and, you know, whether it was injury or whether disagreements or whatever, it just didn't feel like he, you know, he got a full chance to, to get out there. And that's hard to do, especially when you have a player with George Hill's uh, caliber, but even with George Hill's injuries, Dante Exum had trouble staying out of foul trouble. And when he wasn't in foul trouble, he was in Quinn trouble. And so, so I, you know, what are your thoughts, James, on on the point guard position? What, what, who's 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 the point guard of the future for for the Utah Jazz? Is he is he on contract for the Utah Jazz, or is he in another uniform right now?
0: He's he's on contract right now. He is uh six foot six. He's the fastest man on the court whenever he steps onto it. His name's Dante Exum. I don't know. Oh, I was know... gonna say
1: I, I just didn't think you knew Shelvin Mack's height.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean I know I know that Shelvin Mack has a nice floater when he goes to his right and it goes in sometimes. And it's it's really cool when it goes in. And and we all cheer for it. But what I like is when I have a player that has absolutely off the charts athleticism and that in a playoff game against the golden state warriors can dunk it on kevin durant i don't know that's someone that i think maybe deserves a little bit more time on the court to go now i'm not saying that dante exum is ready to go next season as number one i don't think i don't know if gordon hayward is going to be swayed by that being the pitch from the jazz that dante exum is our starting point guard but I do feel like in two or three years, Dante Exum is going to be a major part of this team. And and he just deserves more time. Now, the question for me is, is it going to be Milos Teodosic? Is it going to be George Hill? Or is it going to be... One of the names we've kind of heard batted around a little bit is Eric Bledsoe. Uh, me, personally, I, I've, I've fallen a little bit out of love with George Hill. There's a few things. I mean that I have seen that you like, I know that he was injured and you can't fault a guy for being injured. That's just, you know, obviously that's Out not something that, yeah, that's not something you can fault him for. If he's injured, that's just, that's the role. And honestly, with George Hill, some of those injuries were pretty fluke things. Like, uh, you know, I, I really wish he didn't, uh, go under Alex Len for that one, Breakaway shot, and Alex then yeah. comes down and elbow hits him right in the face, and and we all lost him for like ten games from that. Uh, that's just those are injuries that you know fluke injuries that you can't help. But at the same time, he had the toe injury that ailed him the entire season, which is a little troubling for someone who's thirty-one years old and to have foot stuff like that. To to I'm I'm guessing that George Hill is asking for a max contract. I don't I don't know how. Because I I know the Jazz really like George Hill. And I personally like George Hill. He's a great player. But the kind of money he's expecting and the fact that he did not suit up against the Warriors to me is frustrating. I don't know how you can suit up against the Clippers and play. And even if you're not playing great, I would much rather have a George Hill at 80% than Shelvin Mack starting.
1: Right. Right. And it it felt – I mean with – with with George Hill and and it was a contract year, you know. You got to think it was it, it definitely was a contract year, and um, and I think you know by the time they got to the Golden State Warriors series, you know, it very well could have been like, hey, I don't think we're making it out of this series anyway, and uh, I don't, you know, what what's injuring it further. I don't think I I still think he should have gone. I think I still think he should have been at least coming off the bench and been like, hey. We're going to run Dante Exum or Shelvin Mack at you know starting, and then we're going to bring you off the bench and then you know run you for fifteen or twenty minutes. You know, just, yeah, as a
0: as just a spot up shooter, he's yeah. a forty percent three point shooter,
1: exactly, and just have him go against their you know their backups and light up their backups. Um, that, <laughs> that's I, I, the 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 thing that worries me. It, what what was what was hard is if with that with that toe injury, I think if it wasn't a contract year, he's getting surgery. He's shut down for forty games in a row and and then he's back but I think because it was a contract year, they were you know doing every every sort of witchcraft medicine whatever uh to to make you know keep him playing in the lineup at least at eighty 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 five percent and i mm-hmm. i mean I can see it both ways from the Utah jazz perspective. Like you want to him being on the court is, is much better than what Dante Exum was coming back from an ACL injury, learning how to play point guard and is much better than Shelvin Mack and better than, and then how will Neto. Um, but with, but at the same time, it's just like, man, you could have really used George Hill. 100% come playoff time. I would have loved to have George Hill. 100% come, uh, come March, April. But are the Utah Jazz the 5th seed in that scenario anymore? Are they more like a 6th, 7th seed? Um are mm-hmm. they getting passed? So yeah, it's it, it's hard. Um and then I also worry about, you know, what's what's his what's his durability? Like if you know, there were never talk you know, of getting him onto an extension. And what what if what if you know, that's that's the new normal with George Hill and we're paying out a lot of money. For a guy that is, if he's injured, is an untradeable contract, and and we we just don't get him fifty games and, and sixty games, and and we're limiting yeah. what we're getting from Dante Exum in the future. So,
0: and that's scary because that's not like an Alec Burks contract that's like ten million a year. That's twenty to thirty million a year mm-hmm. of contract that's untradeable. Like I. Obviously, on, Alec Burks is obviously not tradable right now. Otherwise, I think he'd have been gone a while ago. But it's just – it doesn't kill the Jazz that much to have that $10 million on the salary. But if you have $25 million on your salary that's going into a player that's injured half the time, that's, that's pretty rough because you're just not improving other positions. But yeah. anyways, um, me personally, I think George Hill is a nice fit if we can get him for a reasonable cost. Maybe things kind of roll our way and we can get him. Uh, but I actually, thinking about Eric, I think Eric Bledsoe to me is actually a little bit more enticing. Um, what is Eric Bledsoe making right now? Like 15?
1: About, I believe he's at 16. I believe he's at 16 a year. The other name that that um, would be intriguing who is available is Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. What, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, I don't know. It's really I like him. He's a great defender. The, the only thing when... I
1: worry about is if Howell Neto is on on the roster and Ricky Rubio is on the roster at the same time.
0: Can we uh, handle gets, who, the attraction? Who,
1: who gets to have the pink jersey? <laughs> like who gets who gets that merchandise deal? Like does it like does who. who how, how Who who wins out in that scenario? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, do they have to flip a coin? That's an option. Um, do they have to play for it? I think they should cage match for it. But then you run the risk of ruining their face and the pink jersey. But I so, do think whoever is the best looking after the cage fight should get the pink jersey.
0: So what is the attractiveness PER of a team that has will Neto... Gordon uh, Hayward. Ricky Rubio, Gordon Hayward. Uh, do we is is Rudy attractive? I Rudy solid. If you yeah, Rudy solid. He's posting. You've seen the. He's been uh, posting some. Uh, got, pretty burke pretty spicy stuff this offseason. Yeah, Burke's
1: got swag. <laughs> I'd say Burke's got some serious swag. Like he, like he dresses. He dresses really well. He dresses really nice. So um, I think
0: if we want the GQ team, we want Ricky Rubio. And, but me and, personally. And, I don't know if he can shoot. Still, can he play? Can he play off Gordon Hayward and knock down a three-point shot? Is I don't my know. Big question. Like
1: there were, I, if when he plays against the Jazz, he can.
0: That that, that <laughs> is true. <laughs> Literally every time we play Ricky Rubio, he ter- he torches it. Yeah. Maybe 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 that's the sign. Maybe it's just Utah that you know. It's like Superman when he hits the sun, he uh, just becomes better. Perhaps it's the mountain air.
1: If Kevin O'Connor was still the GM. He Ricky Rubio would be over here. Is uh, that was like the rule of Kevin O'Connor. Did you light us up? Yeah, we'll sign you.
0: Well, how silly would it be because that was how we
1: got Ronnie Price, he was just like, I saw that dunk, it was amazing. We have to sign him.
0: Well, how funny would it be because uh I was listening to a thing the other day talking about Ricky Rubio and how his shot is kind of flat. And how funny would it be that it just takes a little bit of mountain air and a little altitude to get a little Yeah,
1: just the air, air. center. It just, it, just, wow. it just is perfect. He would be, like, be great in, in Denver. He would be amazing in Denver. Fantastic. Oh, sure. A lot of mountain well, air.
0: I, I got to say, uh, I think the guy for me would honestly be Eric Bledsoe. If we're trading for a point guard, um, if if George Hill doesn't work out, I could see Eric Bledsoe. To me, he's he's kind of a just a dogged defender he he can um he can put up 20 a night he can facilitate i don't know if he's kind of that pure point guard uh but at the same time he can you know play off of uh gordon hayward and and rudy gobert and just and score i think i think the jazz actually have a lot of options i think for me personally um i think i kind of like uh eric bledsoe and so what does it take? It who are the who are the trade uh, targets? Um, we've got the draft coming up, so that any trades that might be happening right now are probably happening during the draft. What are some trade targets you see for the Jazz or or you know trade teams like? It's, it's, what do you think?
1: It's uh, like uh, I'd say George Hill came out of nowhere last year when nobody had on the radar that we were going to be going after George Hill, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we traded the twelve and we have George Hill, which was. Um and that was, you know, this this same week last year. Um I would say I would say if you're the Utah Jazz, you have to be going into the draft with the idea that Gordon Hayward is not going to be in a Utah Jazz uniform, but if you make a move, it does benefit him if he's if he stays. Uh similar to what OKC was doing uh before Kevin Durant's free agency last year. They made you know made the move for Victor Oladipo, moved to Baca Started to you know put you know hedge their future on Adams and cancer. Um, I think likewise Utah Jazz would be smart to say okay you know who's you know who fits in this modern MBA. Um, do we does and and plus who who is going to be on the roster right now that they can move and uh, right now you have the Burks contract you have the Exum contract you have the Favors contract and uh, Lyles. And Hood. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that, that's that's your base as far as players go, um, and then and then you have uh, and then you have I believe we have DL still. Yeah, we have Boris DL that we can use to match match salary. So with with that being said, and they also have the ammunition. They have twenty four and number thirty pick to either move up for somebody that fits them. Um, the, it is intriguing that they did work out Donovan Mitchell. And he came to Utah. Oh yes, I think that like I don't think that was just a courtesy where like he they asked me to come here and so I came here. I that's like even if the kid wanted to come over here, his agent would be like, no, 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 no. So I think that signals to a lot of other teams that Utah is going to be watching the lottery and seeing who might take you know be free falling and they might pull what the Spurs did and remember Dennis Lindsey was behind that Spurs deal where they caught Kawhi Leonard, who was who was falling, and they traded George Hill away for that. Um it might be interesting to watch out if they if the Utah Jazz might be looking at Donovan Mitchell and might be looking at Rodney Hood as their George Hill that you know a late first rounder that they they trade away for for a higher value. So
0: Well and here's so here's a little scenario. I well, that's I have a, the hugest man crush on Donovan Mitchell. To me, Donovan Mitchell looks like Wesley Matthews bef- on Portland before the ACL tear. He's a knockdown 3-point shooter. He's got that just condor wingspan and he can guard 1 through 3. Uh great guy, you can tell he's just well-spoken and just a hard worker. He, he just he checks a lot of boxes for me. I is he going to be uh, a superstar, no, but he's going to be someone that can be a, a just a fantastic quality shooting guard for fifteen, ten, fifteen years. Honestly, uh, I would love to see the Jazz trade up for him. Um, I'm still, I like, I'm kind of like thinking about Eric Bledsoe. It's it really seems like something that could be a possibility for the Jazz on Some of the some of the things the Jazz are looking at. If we're re-signing Gordon Hayward. I don't know if we can really look at re-signing uh, Derek Favors and Rodney Hood for long-term, big-time contracts. No. And those guys might be able to get you up, combined with some sort of pick or something like that, can get you up to, to the Suns and get Eric Bledsoe. And one thing about Eric Bledsoe, so it looks like Eric Bledsoe is got his contract. It goes through next season. You What you have there is you have a player that's going to be coming over for two years – He's going to be playing for another contract, probably his last contract. So he, you're going to get a motivated Eric Bledsoe. And that gives two years that you can give a little bit more development time to my favorite player on the Jazz, Dante Exum, to just get a little bit more time. And you know what? At that point, you lose Rodney Hood. You just plug in Dante Exum and let him play off of Eric Bledsoe and, and Gordon Hayward. And you've got a team that can really, really score. And Dante honestly is going to be a lot better this season. He's going to have an off season to just train um, and not rehab. A,
1: not not rehab. Actually, train.
0: Actually, train. Like, I mean, you, we saw that that Instagram video that came out. So uh, Gordon Monson talked, kind of put out this article on the Tribune, um, and then we, uh, yeah,
1: we, the toy dog and Exum, and then only two days later, Exum. Who knew, you know, just happened to, to, you know, Snapchat out his, his workout. So.
0: And that workout was, he was killing it in that workout. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. He was, he he was, he was actually, you know, spotting up, hitting, hitting shots quickly in the, in the corner, mid range, all of that. I pumping the iron. Um, I I didn't get to see how much iron was being pumped, but I mean, it looked like, like it was significant. So, oh,
0: it was it was a lot of iron, lot lots of iron. <laughs> whatever, whatever uh,
1: the Aussies call it, do, do they I, call it iron? Yeah, iron it was,
0: mate. <laughs> it was like mercury iron. Mercury.
1: It, uh, it's a lot of mercury. Uh, mercury mate.
0: <laughs> but I honestly feel like that is a trade target that the Jazz can get, and maybe they can get something else from that. Maybe they can somehow pull over because they're going to have to make salaries work. Um, so maybe they bring over. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Suns want to get rid of. Of they've got Alex Len, they've got Tyson Chandler. Maybe they want to just keep the youth movement going. Uh, maybe take one more year where they're kind of uh, take tanking the, a little take bit. Take the
1: L. Get try to get that that high draft pick that you know it's just and then maybe maybe give Bender some extra time because Bender is the center version of Dante Exum, where he's super young needs needs a lot more muscle, and he needs a lot more time, and so, mm-hmm. so you know the Jazz can send them send them somebody to buy them time and favors, and Earl Watson has Earl Watson is familiar with both Alec Burks and Derek Favors, and so that that might be a I think a very courteous landing spot for either one of those players, especially like Derek Favors can go down there get a lot of minutes with a young team. And really, in a contract year, that that might that might be a really good scenario for him. Because that is
0: true. That is true. If we're sending them Rodney Hood and Derek Favors, they're not tanking at that point. They're not tanking, and,
1: but they're not. Well, I mean, they're, but they're they're definitely like both playing for contracts, and so um, they 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 would be
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the it'd Suns be, it'd be fun, and and they would be a solid team. I mean. Rudy – uh you know those two two players that could instantly be starting for that team um right away alongside the players they already have yeah so, so
1: it could be could be intriguing so let's go let's get some quick hits to to finish this out here okay so first off um my man James Hansen here yeah shut down the internet <laughs>
0: Shut so, it
1: down! Shut it down! He's he looked at the internet in the offseason. He said, "You know what this internet needs? It needs an eight bit video of Rudy Gobert." Boom! I'm gonna make it, and he <laughs> made it, and it was gorgeous. And if you haven't seen it, it's on our site, SLC Dunk. It's also on our Facebook page. Like our Facebook page. Boom, plug, and yeah, and and it is it is awesome. It is it is Rudy Gobert fighting. The evil of this world, Draymond <laughs> Green.
0: Yeah, for, there's gonna be the de- more where that of came of from year. too. So, so please uh, tune in to. Well, well this will be posted tomorrow, but if you're if you're getting this in the morning tomorrow, Monday, one fifty, it's going to be on ESPN. Apparently, yes. I think it's I think it's the most hilarious thing in the world that Tracy McGrady, Hall of Famer, is going to be talking about some Super Nintendo themed video. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> it, it is going to be featured on ESPN's so The Jump as featured. Uh so uh star in the making, James Hansen. So let's go let's go to our, uh so our next point. Yes. Mac posted Shelvin Mack, the myth, the man, the legend who somehow starts over Dante Exum <laughs> Posted a posted a, something on Instagram on june second with the ocean saying Flat or Round. Now my question to you, James Hansen, is Shelvin Mack a flat earther?
0: I think that he has to be. I think, I think that he he went. He was
1: in media arts. This was that's, well, this was his major at Butler University. He has well, yeah, seen a sphere I mean, before.
0: We've all had those moments in our lives where we've hiked to the top of Mount Olympus here in Utah, or or Lake Blanche, or something, and we've looked at a body of water, and and it looks very flat to us. And so I can see. How someone who has, you know, Shelvin Mack sees things for what they are. He sees things like, "Hey, Kevin Durant is right up there. I'm going to take this floater no matter what. I don't care if Rudy Gobert's right there for the lob. I'm taking this floater." And it's just kind of like that with the Earth. Like, I see a flat landscape. I accept that for what I see is flat. I think I think Shelvin Mack definitely is a flat Earther. He uh I don't know if he's seen a globe before um or perhaps, you know, satellite pictures from outer space. Uh <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah. He has okay. like
1: how like the dude has the internet, okay? Shelvin, my man. Actually, but, you, I'm not sure if you I you you really like me because because I I've have i have been critical of you. But well, I'm going to call you my man right now because no no self-respecting Utah jazz man believes the earth is flat. <sighs> I I promise you. I promise you. Go go on a flight with Rudy to France and just get get a, get a hint of that curvature, man. Just just Could a it, little bit. Just just put, put your face out that window when you're going to Europe and just be like, "Oh my oh wow." There's some curvature there, just 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 a little bit, just a little bit. If you if if you were if if you could get a max contract and afford to go to space and and get that like zero g thing, like I would recommend it. I will, I'll crowdfund it, man. I'll crowdfund it. Okay. So
0: here's a here's a theory. Is this just one giant troll to Dante Exum that says I can literally do what I want? I can be a flat earther. I'm still starting over you against the Golden State Warriors is that what this is
1: it's this is this is all about establishing dominance it's,
0: it's right it's alpha alpha yeah, dog uh, stuff. alpha it's alpha business. dog male.
1: okay <laughs> last 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 quick hit isaiah Thomas following our man g time so uh isaiah Thomas the other day on instagram followed g time of course boston celtics would went, went nuts because he got nothing better to do than to To watch about Gordon Hayward liking somebody on Instagram because they're all about the Instagram. Um, So, so uh, everybody goes nuts. First off, big deal or not a big deal?
0: Well, I think it's not a big deal. I don't think it knows Isaiah Thomas knows what he's doing because if he was smart, he'd be following Robin Hayward like all of us. Yeah, like like serious serious lack of judgment there, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, this
1: is just serious? his PR guy. This is his PR guy. He's just got some like nineteen-year-old social media guy just just liking things <laughs> on social media. So this is just a rookie mistake by Isaiah Thomas, nineteen-year-old social media manager who also it's is a- controlling like three other guys' uh, uh, things. And he just was just like, "Oh, I need to follow people." Now this is this Rudy, is why he was a
0: second-round pick, honestly. Rudy,
1: uh, Rudy Gobert, man of the second most. Interesting Twitter profile on in the NBA, first being Embiid. Is it any That's coincidence true. that they're both centers? So our man Rudy decides to take this next level, follows Chris Paul. So if I'm a Boston Celtics fan, I can instantly infer that Chris Paul is going to the Utah Jazz.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean it's not that uh, maybe just Rudy wants to just see – like maybe what Chris Paul does and tweets when he does it. (laughs) Yes.
1: But but this is is, is I Boston Celtics fan logic. It's like, IT followed followed Gordon Hayward. He's coming to Boston Celtics. We're going to put three banners up. And then Rudy Gobert follows CP3 and they're like, holy cow, CP3 is going to Utah. Like, everything, the Instagram is news. So, uh, amazing. So, that has been our time today.
0: Great, great stuff! Excited to do this every week. We'll be recording these Sunday nights, uh, releasing these immediately. Make sure that you guys go and uh, this will be up on iTunes as soon as uh, it gets approved or whatever the, the iTunes process. But we'll also be releasing this on SoundCloud to start. But make sure when you get a chance to obviously go to SLC Dunk, read the article, let us know what you think. Disagree? Agree? Uh, whatever. Uh, get get on iTunes. Like review give us a rating we'd really appreciate it uh we'll talk to you next time guys peace out